This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back. Hit or quit. And today we're talking about whether a new show over on something called Freebie is a hit. It's jury duty. And now here is a woman who is back on duty to cover a brand new show. It's Jenny Autumn. Jenny, how are you? I am fully situated. This courtroom Rob. is in session. <laughs> yeah, it might look like I'm in a chair, but I'm actually fully in my chance mm-hmm. for this, uh, my chair pants. Yeah. For this podcast. Jenny, well, we're very excited to talk about jury duty. I think we'll do some setup here at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually watched four episodes of jury duty. We'll decide if it is a hit or if we should quit here today uh sorry to our friends from race to survive colin alaska but we just look we had to just like some people on the race uh sometimes uh (laughs) we have to step away from what we're doing to go and uh be in something that's a little bit more in our wheelhouse and this was a show jenny that in the young history of hit or quit uh far and away people have been clamoring and reaching out for us to talk about jury duty, which is kind of does blend the lines between a reality show and also a scripted show. Yeah. Which is why when I was seeing the suggestions of it, I wasn't sure if we would do it because I, I wasn't sure what the rules were because technically we're doing reality TV. Like the whole premise of hit or quit is like the weird reality tv that's out there um 
I think technically this is considered a like docu comedy or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but there is a reality. It is also considered a reality show. There is an element of reality to it in the form of a single person. So I think it counts. And I am grateful for it because this is unlike anything I've ever uh, podcasted about. And almost don't even know how to approach a show like this yeah. um, compared to the other stuff that, that we're used to covering. It's It's very interesting, but I welcome this change of pace for us. Yeah, it's uh, probably the closest thing we have to a modern day Joe Schmo show, which once upon a time I talked about on the reality TV RHAP Rewind uh, with Chappelle and Melissa Denny as we went through all of uh, the first season of the Joe Schmo show. And so uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about or what this is, let's just do like a little bit of setup before we get into talking about the plot of the show. But the show is a, as Jenny uh, pointed out, sort of like the blend between like a scripted show and a reality show. Uh, and it's sort of like, uh, I guess, presented and filmed as like the making behind the scenes of a courtroom case. And I'm not sure if it's around it being the judge's last case. Uh, like, is that yeah. is that sort of baked into the show or no? See, that uh, I don't think that got mentioned until the second yeah. episode. Do they so tell the I, person who the Brandon, who's like the main uh, rube at the center of the show, like why there's such extensive like t uh, recording of the show? You, do you mean Ronald? Ronald. I don't know where I am. <laughs> sorry. Could, what, do I call, what do I call him? Brandon? He, Brandon. He could be a Brandon. He could be a, he could be a Brandon. <laughs> he, honestly, he's more of a Brandon to me than a Ronald. Yeah. Who's a Ronald? <laughs> <laughs> the only Ronald I know is McDonald. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Who's not Ron? <laughs> yeah. He's not even Ronnie. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. But... He's way too serious, like not serious to be a Ronald. Yeah. I don't know. No, but this is the thing is I don't, they didn't seem to explain to us what Ronald has been told is the point of, because obviously he knows that he's doing interviews. He's doing like video confessionals and stuff. Yeah. Um, he knows it's being filmed and, and being documented. So he had to have been told something about the reason why. And cameras and are I following don't know. them everywhere. Right. But he's not questioning it for whatever reason. He seems to think that this, uh, my biggest question is where did they, where did they find this guy? And so uh, many questions, so many questions. Well, yeah, that, there's a lot of questions, but I, I doesn't seem clear to me um, in the early explanation, like the setup in the first episode, what the apparent jurors have been told about the, the reason for the documentary. Yeah. But it's like very similar to like The Office where, you know, The Office, they're all they're all aware that they're being like the point is that they're also being filmed and they're also mm. doing like interviews and stuff like that. So it's got that same sort of vibe, um, except for in the office, everyone is an actor and it's a literal scripted show, whereas this is different where it's like it's very scripted to a point. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if it has anything to do if they used the storyline of yeah. uh, the judge's final case. I don't, know. The, I don't know. So he's under the impression that they're filming some sort of a documentary. I'm looking at an article that's on tvguide.com. Uh, okay. And like the behind the scenes. Yeah. Of a um, and basically, so Ronald believed that they were filming a, a, a documentary 
And so that he is like being asked to do like interviews for the documentary. And so Ronald believes that he has just shown up uh, innocently enough for jury duty and ends up being selected for a trial, which is going to be very, very wild. Uh, and uh, Ronald is selected as being part of a jury with a bunch of people who are people. Uh, actors who are pretending to be members of the jury, including a uh, very famous celebrity, James Marston. Yes. Now, Rob, if you were if you were to introduce uh, James Marsden, like what what would you have his top billing as? Because um, apparently I, you're not supposed to lead with X-Men. You don't lead with X-Men. I, I think I forget that he's an X-Men uh, and he is playing himself in this. Uh, yeah, and he's an he's very yeah. funny uh, all throughout mm -hmm. this. But um, I don't know. I think I feel like Enchanted is the thing that I probably know him best from. See, I would be the perfect person for, for this situation because I don't watch a lot of movies. And like, I know who James Marsden is, but I don't think I've ever seen anything he's in. Like, I'm just aware of him as a person. Um, so I would be one of those people that's like. I recognize him, but like I haven't seen any of his movies. Yeah. So like the thing that I probably <laughs> also would say that he's in and that um, that I don't think he mentioned at all. Maybe he is uh, not uh, proud of it, but um, that my kids have watched him in Hop, which is a movie know. where he is a like, with the, yeah, he is uh, <laughs> like interacting with uh, the Easter Bunny. And so <laughs> that is uh, that's one. Was I, it filmed I, after this was uh, created? Perhaps no. It was in 20, okay. 2011's Hop. Um, oh, okay. That he is in that movie, and then also <laughs> yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, which is also a big one. Yeah, which so, uh, which comes up. And I did see him in Westworld, but I do forget. Uh, uh, Westworld existed, uh, like many people do. So yeah, it seems to be a forgotten uh, role of his. Yes, uh, in including the Notebook, which the notebook. I also believe it or not, I have not seen the Notebook. I know that's like a a crime. That is a surprise. I don't watch a lot of movies, Rob. I truly, really don't. Um, and that is one of the ones that I'm like, I'll watch it someday, but I haven't watched it. Um, but even people who have watched the Notebook. <laughs> Are saying uh, he's the other yeah. guy in it. <laughs> he's just the other guy. The other guy. The guy she should have picked. Um, spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert for the Notebook. Anyway, so uh, I know we'll, I was like spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. So that's the setup for <laughs> jury duty, and uh, we'll get into talking about uh, the actual stuff that's going on in these episodes in just a moment. But Jenny, just uh, overall, uh, were you feeling jury duty? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like I said, this, this was just a, a totally unique, uh, viewing experience for me compared to the stuff that I'm usually watching. Um, yeah, a little night and day from a Race little, to Survive, a little colon, Alaska. Yeah. So I, I, I know I was talking about my process and I think, uh, when, when we podcasted last week. I'd love about to hear about your Race. process. And, and I usually will take notes the entire time that I'm watching something for the first time, if I'm podcasting about it, um, I find it helps me stay engaged while I'm watching it or remember things. Mm -hmm. But as soon as this started, I was like, I, I can't take notes. I have to fully immerse myself in this. I don't want to miss a single nuance of this, uh, type of show. And so I, I just, I put my phone down. And I just let it ride. And uh, it, I like, I sincerely laughed 
multiple times during all four episodes that we have watched. Um, and this is my kind of stuff. Like I mm. love absurd. Um, I just love like absurd comedy. Like, and uh, I, I really find the like improv style comedy yeah. very funny to me. Um, and I just find like, people playing like normal characters with just like very subtle quirks that come up every once in a while. I think that's just, it's just objectively really funny to me. So this is the perfect show for someone like me and the kind of comedy that appeals to me because it's like, it's not like hilarious, like meant, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just like, it's subtle enough. And like, I'm picking up on all the little things about like every single character. Um, it's yeah, it, it was just a joy to watch. And I'm already really ex- like, uh, listen, if we're regardless of the hit or quit it, of it all, it's a hit. Come on. I will be watching the rest of this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're going to watch it. Um, so I really did like this also. I thought this was really like my, my kind of humor as well. Yeah. My only quibble with this to compare this to the Joe Schmo show, you know, that they, you know, the stuff of like of Ronald, like uh, like having to react to all of these characters. I, I love it so much. Everything is great. I love all the twists and turns. However, that we get like the reality style confessions from like all of the characters and we get them like in character. So like tonally, like it feels very much like Parks and Rec or The Office mm-hmm. where yeah. you know, and the jokes are funny. I, I don't even want to say that they're not. But to me, I really wish that we were getting like on Joe Schmo show. I wish we were getting the actor giving yes. the confessionals about the what it was. Yeah, break the fourth wall <laughs> and tell me like, oh, and then like, uh, yeah. So like, is he really buying this? That this is happening. And yeah. so I just feel like that we're getting like it feels like we're getting like bits uh, from the other actors where the stuff that's happening in the reality is so funny. I just feel like that it kind of takes me out of it when I'm getting like yeah. the written lines from the confessionals as confessionals. No, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I had the same thought in that I found myself multiple times forgetting that Ronald is a real person that isn't acting because he's like, he's the only person that is, is not playing a part. So you kind of, without getting um, that fourth wall being broken at any point, Mm -hmm. it's easy to kind of like get wrapped up in the whole storyline and, you know, find yourself believing that Ronald is just a very normal guy who's also playing his own part. Um, I don't know for sure, but I feel like I have heard that like one of the final episodes does include um, some like reactions mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So they might just like save all of that stuff for the end. Um, but I do think it would be interesting to have that stuff like peppered in, like yeah. reminding you that this is like an experiment or a reality show um, because there's so many, so many points during these episodes where I'm like, I need to know like, how this person was reacting to like this situation. And like, like I would have liked to hear that throughout, uh, you know, the show, but obviously 
they're they're building up these characters too, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's where these um these like scripted or improv improvised uh, confessionals come into play to like help build the the ma- imaginary land of this case and these people, which I do find really entertaining. I just like also find myself wishing that these people were real because that's funnier to me. Yeah. If they were real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know that sometimes Ronald is like doing a confessional, like with another person. And I totally right. get it. And yeah. I think that maybe there was a concern of like, Oh, if he's in earshot, he could hear what's going on. That he, right. like, uh, he, yeah. They don't want to like make him like sus about, Oh, they, why are they pulling everybody into private to do their interviews? Why can't I hear what the other people are saying? So I understand yeah. that there are some reasons, but I do think that there could have been other opportunities to like hear from people breaking character. Yeah. Like a, in the hotel at night yeah. or something like even just like a quick thing, like one-on-one with everyone. And that's what Joe Schmo would do where they would like bring you in from like the production and like, okay, everybody, yeah. here's what's happening today. Here's what we're going to do. And so, um, again, it's uh, just, I think that the, the Joe Schmo show was a better version of this. Uh, but I still very much have been enjoying, uh, what we've seen of jury duty so far. All right. Well, let's mm-hmm. start to talk through about what's happening here on jury yes. duty. Now, uh, also, I just want to also mention, so jury duty, I'm so confused, Jenny, uh, jury <laughs> duty is, uh, apparently like the flagship show of something called freebie. So freebie is new because here's the thing. Uh, it's not a thing for us Canadians. I I I watched this with a VPN. Um, so I didn't know about freebie, but I didn't know if that was just because it's an American thing and I don't have access to it anyway. So why would I know anything about yeah. it? But um, so so yeah, this yeah. is this is a new so freebie thing. is basically it seems to me is uh, um, Amazon Prime but with ads. Yeah, and and you don't have to ha- have a Prime account to yeah. watch it because I was able to watch it through my Amazon account, which is not Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, like yeah. I feel like that it's such an interesting evolution of like where we are of like oh cut the cord, you like get all these like streaming services, no commercials, just pay whatever, and that has gone <laughs> to oh we're all like hemorrhaging a ton of money. Okay, watch the shows. <laughs> How about ads? Watch the shows online you don't pay but we'll put the ads back in uh and so and there's like so many like the plutos and freebie and Tubi and you know all these yeah. other uh sites uh it's like uh, guess what's back commercials and so don't it's still like less commercials than it would be on like cable television i feel right mm. and the Borderline. The commercials are but okay. see, I'm so disconnected from like real cable television. Yeah. If you do have the right Chrome extension, though, you can watch the commercials at 4x. I will say that. Um, I don't know if I have that. Although I I rewatched the first two episodes, I think on 2x, and I think the commercials were also 2x. Yes, what yes. I was watching. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I have the right okay. uh, Chrome extension. So, so but, you want to know what the uh what the what the hits are on uh freebie? Okay, uh, the hits are quick. Right, here's what's <laughs> here's what's uh, this in the scroll on freebie. Okay, okay jury duty number one. Okay, then another freebie original, something called Sprung. Looks like a comedy. Uh, Judge Judy has a new show on freebie. Judy Justice. 
Judy Justice. Yes. And is it is it reality? Like yeah, is, it's, or ju- is it it's, like a, it's Judge Judy, and I, I, I wonder Judy. if like it's a Judge Judy with a different that, that that Amazon is paying her a lot of money to be Judge Judy on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Then Maybe America's Test Kitchen, no colon under underline. Oh. The next generation. And it's an underline, not a cross out. Okay. Underline. Yes. Yes. Uh, like the next generation is underlined. No, there's an under. So it's America's test kitchen and then an underline and then underneath it, the next generation. I don't know about the original America's test kitchen, not in my wheelhouse, but this is the next generation. Uh, oh. Then uh, Madagascar three colon Europe's most wanted is on freebie. That's a movie. Yep. Uh, then that's great to Golden to Globe winner Joy is available to be watched on Freebie. Uh, Shit's right. Creek is available. Oh. Primetime okay. Emmys, nine time X, uh, The Boss, uh, starring. I did see some commercials uh, with that. Uh, and then a yeah, a lot of the commercials are like. Are ads for things on freebie. Ellie Golding at Q Gardens, a concert. And so it's got everything. It's got, Hogan's it's Heroes. got reality TV. It's got Hogan's Heroes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got some some new scripted comedies. And then it's also got concerts. So yeah. A bunch like, of old movies uh, that you never would yeah. want to watch. How dare you? Yep. So yeah, Agent Cody Banks too. And this uh, Co- is Cody a, a boy or a girl? <laughs> In Agent Cody Banks? Yes, I believe a boy. Yes. Uh, also, I've not Frankie seen that, Munoz, but I believe I, believe I know that is, much. Is, is, a, is the role of Agent Cody Banks? Okay, famously. so here's the real question, Rob. Evil uh, Bong is a movie on Freebie. Evil Bong. 2006, when, um, when straight-laced nerd Allstare moves into a college dorm with two stoners, the trio smoke an old giant bong that proves to have straight. It's like a genie. <laughs> There's a genie in the bong? It's called Evil Bong. Yes, that's on Freebie. <laughs> We need bad teacher need friends with benefits. Genie in a bong yeah. Off. So there's a lot of, Oh like, yeah. That, that was, I saw, I saw a commercial for friends too. with benefits, which I was recently told I should watch. I also have not seen that movie, yeah, but so that's what's happening on freebie. So I've explained so freebie for the Canadians. We know, we fully understand freebie now. So I have, but I do have a question. So jury, jury duty yep. exclusively on freebie. Uh, yep. every time someone <laughs> watches jury duty on freebie, does James Marsden make any money? Does he get a dollar? No, <laughs> probably I, not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> if he's not making any, anything off of Hulu, yeah, <laughs> certainly no. isn't making anything off of freebie. Yeah. Oh, you can watch, uh, <laughs> perfect strangers on freebie. Oh my goodness. And supermarket sweep. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Phil was saying, are you, are you guys just going to start a, a freebie? Uh, what's it called you know? though? Um, I think he had a suggestion. I thought he said something like frequently freebie or something frequently like that. Frequently freebie? Know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I might have just made that up. I'll have to ask him later what it was. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's like, we're not getting rid of kid or quit for freebie. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- <laughs> think there's probably some good uh, puns that we can do with free, but uh, we'll wor- save that for another time. Yeah. All right. Let, let's yeah. talk about this. Uh, all right. We, okay. uh, we get introduced to... Um, Ronald first. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm so curious to know, how did they find this guy? Because I don't know. They, he yeah. didn't like audition to be on this. It's like, 
you know, uh, that they just have to find somebody is like, oh, this guy is super gullible. Like, this is it. Yeah, this they, is the, they, the guy. I, and that and that's like the the weird part where it's like, do you feel like somebody like very far removed from the actual production of this show, like recommended this person, like, you know, found out like did, did they did they the people coming up with this show like, you know, do extreme work with their like circles to like find the right person to recruit for this. And then they just would have done like the fake process of, um, you know, him getting like the jury duty letter. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he would have got, it's not like, it's not like they would have contacted. He, like he replied to a, um, yeah. you know, a Craigslist some, like thing. It's like, he would have had to receive some sort of summons. Right. Like you think, <laughs> yeah, you're right. How gullible is he? Did he just show up to a building? Yeah. Phone call. Yeah. And then like, uh, like how in it on it was like LA County. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's very bizarre. Cause it seems like, is, Did is they this rent truly out the courthouse? Yeah. Is this a real courthouse or is it a set to like be, did they build a fake courthouse? Cause I've um, done like gone to jury duty in LA. They, they don't seem like they, they have a great sense of humor. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're trying to, you know, make it seem like they don't have a, a great sense of humor. But yeah, you have to you have to assume that mm-hmm. you, you, they couldn't have been, you know, some production company is like, yeah, we're just going to borrow uh, the likeness of the, the court system for this cute little show we're doing. Don't don't worry about it. Um, so I don't know. I do wonder if it is just uh, completely fake because if everyone there is an actor, then they don't necessarily need to be using a real courthouse. They can just make it look like one. I don't mm-hmm. know. But like, don't you think that like Ro- Ronald would have had to like Google where he was going? Like, I don't know. I don't it's, know. It, I don't know. I need to talk to him. Like, can we I would I would love if I somehow at some point we can talk to Ronald Gladden because I have so many questions. I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm but sure a yeah. Lot of people, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm sure that as uh, I, I believe all the episodes are now out. So I'm sure there's probably some more yeah. information that I'm sure people will be peppering us uh, with as uh, mm-hmm. well. Well, we, we will aim to have all these answers for you by the time we talk about the next uh, installment of Jury Duty. We will uh, yeah. probably come back next week and finish the series. Right. That's the plan. Yeah, so it, I, we th- I think we thought initially it was going to be six episodes because there was a drop of four and then a drop of two. And then it turns out like a couple days ago, they dropped the last two. So it's eight total. So we just watched four. We can watch another four mm-hmm. easily, right? Yeah, definitely. We watched so, four this week. So we'll, we'll come yeah. back next week uh, with the back four. But anyway, mm-hmm. so all right. So Ro- Ronald is go- going to jury duty. He meets the uh, uh, an eclectic cast of characters. Um, do you have any favorites from the people that uh, we meet early on? I will say like one of my favorites you don't meet early on. So uh, I won't I won't get too ahead of myself. Obviously, like Jeannie is someone who is, is like one of the big characters uh, of of the mix, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we get lots of it. She almost kind of feels like like a sidekick for, for Ronald a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they, it seems like they've created a little bit of a friendship. I think he's like entertained by how, uh, you know, eccentric she is. Um, she, you know, we get this, uh, clip of her offering like the Twix. 
she like stole Twix bars from like some office or something like that. And she's like saying she's like an anarchist. And she like she's someone where I'm like, how you can't be like, this is a real person. But here's Ronald. He's like, yeah, this is this is, genie is a, a real person. Um, yeah. So she's she's very interesting. And uh, I think her whole storyline gets to be about uh, her interest in um, uh, corrupting. Uh, Noah, <laughs> this young man named Noah, uh, mm-hmm. who is also a fair, has an interesting uh, first two episode, or is it even just the first episode? I think that he has his big thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that the first few people we meet are interesting. Oh, obviously Todd. Mm-hmm. Who, like Todd is Todd is. I, is a professional actor, right? Like, so is this again someone that I'm like? You you just meet Todd and you're like, yeah, this is this is just Todd. This is just what Todd does. Um, Jenny, he's got the, you the are water. better. You are better than I am in terms of like the names. Could you get just like refer to them as okay. like their their okay, archetype? So- so Noah is the like young nerdy guy that has the girlfriend yeah. um, and is trying to get out of jury duty because there's supposed to be a trip to Can- Cancun with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got with the glasses. No parents. Yes, no parents. Very important. So you can do things that you wouldn't have been able to do. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um, and then Todd is uh, is another small framed man. Um, he, who he in the first episode he's got like the what was it? A camelback that he's got like his water, like yeah, straw and then you have one, one tube for solids and one tube for if, if it's ground liquid. to a paste. Yeah. 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 He has a lot of inventions. Um, he's, yeah. He's uh, what, what is he into cybernetics or something? Not, not light cybernetics. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we got him and then the, the there's like a few background characters. He's a transhumanist, that, I believe, right? Transhumanist uh, organization for uh, su- supporting the use of cybernetics. In right. right. I don't know. I can't even remember. He's going but beyond also, being a human. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I could see myself just being like Ronald and being like, okay, sure. Yeah. I guess sure. like, I'm not going to question this. I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. This is probably a thing. Well, I do think that um, one of the beauties of the premise is that like a lot of people are sort of like trying to BS their way out of being on the jury. So yes. they are saying like weird stuff. And I think that Ronald is like, Oh, that the, they're like just trying to be as absurd as possible to try right, to get out of jury. Because, you know, because the, the judge, like the, you know, they're not going to want to be picking people that seem really out mm. of the ordinary. Like when you want it to be the everyman, right. the, you know, so like Jenny, I, I was in this experience. So uh, it was some 20 years ago uh, and it was actually it's actually uh, 2002. It was the spring of 2002. And I was really getting down to it of uh, trying to be cast on the television series Big Brother. Brother. And so I think I might have had like an interview with um, the, you know, with the Big Brother producers at that point. Or, Or if not, I was like on my way. But I also had gotten a summons to appear in Nassau County uh, on Long Island for jury duty. And I, and I realized that I had that I was at you know uh, doing uh, going through these two processes, and 
I needed to, uh, for that, <laughs> I realized I needed to be the exact identical persona. One, in, in one instance, I felt like it was going to drastically increase my chances of participation. And in the other, I felt like that it was going to disqualify me from participating in uh, the process. And I felt like I just needed to ratchet up my personality and be like as crazy and outlandish as possible <laughs> to be selected for Big Brother <laughs> and also to not get selected for yeah. the jury duty. That's perfect. Yeah. So you just get to do the full uh, <laughs> yes. like method acting yes. of this like yes. version of yourself. I'm going to just really just rat, like, hey, I'm crazy. Uh, like, you don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, OK, well, this is going to get me on a reality show and get me out of jury duty. Like this is the, I, I am in the right headspace for this. Yeah. And and, you know, uh, not, not to get too too ahead of uh, things, but uh, I mean, you know, back back in the day, I don't necessarily think that if you pretended to be racist, that would not get you on television. That's true. <laughs> Reality television. That's true. They were just I, like, oh, we'll overlook that. Yeah. yeah. By the way, so, Jenny, is um, forgive my naivete, um, <laughs> but is, is this a, a similar process in uh, the Canadian legal system? So I have never, you know, received any sort of summons. I believe it's similar. I'm sure it's not exactly the same because our legal systems are not exactly the same. And this is not my um, wheelhouse even a little bit. But I do know that uh, apparently Phil got like a letter um shortly after he moved to Ontario. Um, and so he was able to get out of that because he no longer lived in the province that mm -hmm. he was getting summoned for. So I think it's a, a similar kind of, of process, maybe just some few like differences when you really get deep into it, but I've never, and that's why like I'm, 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 I'm learning about jury duty, but not really because this is not, not real. really yeah. what it's supposed to be like. So I'm sure we have some legal experts that out there that can help us understand <laughs> yeah, what's going on. Well, I'd rather watch this than like a real jury uh, mm -hmm. selection process, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We should talk about James Marsden uh, because yes. uh, he is a big part of the show from the jump. I, I wonder also, like, was he involved? Is he a producer? Like, did they have a role for like, oh, a famous person and he was the person that they got to do it? Yeah, I don't know, because I like on the on the wiki page, like there's the the directed and written by um, like credits. But there I don't I'm not seeing anything clear about whether um, James Marsden had anything to do production wise with it or if he was simply just cast for it as like you are famous enough, but not too famous that we can like maybe make this work. Yeah. I knew he um, was in yeah. this. I assumed that it was like his show and he was like uh, the uh, like executive or like one of the producers. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem, seem like so. in yeah. uh, the credits for this uh, that he is um, a producer. Let me just look on IMDb and see uh, if he gets a producer credit. I, I yeah, don't I didn't see, see it on Wiki, but um, I, I will say I definitely thought that we were only going to get like one two episodes with James Marsden. I was like, they're not having him stay through this whole process, right? Mm-hmm. Like at a certain point, he becomes a liability. Yeah. Not for the reasons like, oh, all the paparazzi. <laughs> like, but it's just like, okay, at a certain point when you have like a real actor here, like, does mm-hmm. this get a little because they obviously like they want this to stay as pure as possible for Ronald. Yeah. Like they don't want him to start figuring things out and being like, this is a little too, or maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. But yeah, I just thought like there's no way they're having James Marsden be a part of this for the whole series. So I thought he was gonna get excused. So just interestingly, so like the executive producers on this, uh, one of them is uh, Nicholas Hatton, and he is uh, best known for uh, producing with Sasha Baron Cohen on okay. a couple of the Borat projects. So, okay, uh, that's, so that, that a lot of that DNA uh, is yeah. here. I don't want to get enough to the forensics. And then interestingly, <laughs> uh, the other producer is Cody Heller. Jenny, Cody. would you hazard to guess is Cody a man or a woman? Oh my goodness! Uh, I think that probably uh, a man, but it would be hilarious if this was our one Cody Cody woman. Yeah, Cody is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that was a uh, very a good gag beautiful. from the production. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Chef's kiss. 
Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So that is, you know, write what you know, they say. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that's uh, a little bit of the behind the scenes. So uh, interestingly, they have the, uh, you know, Borat connection, which is also similarly yeah. like, you know, sort of documentary style and, uh, you know, what's real, what's fake. A mix um, of characters and real people. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That and so, um, Jenny, could you just set up the, from what you understand, could you tell us the, the case that is uh, being tried? That's the hardest question here. I, like, I'm still finding, I, I, so I literally turned to Phil at one point, I think maybe in episode three and Did I said, Phil like it. Phil loves it. Yeah. Phil absolutely loves it. Um, I said to him, I was like, I need Lonnie to uh, explain this case to me because there's a point where he like Lonnie is uh, is one of our our jurors um, where he's explaining his interpretation of the case and I was like yeah, this 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 is the way I want this explained to me but essentially um, and we get these things pieced together as we go because I don't feel like initially it was explained properly at all so it's is this a civil case. Is this considered a civil? I don't know. I, know I think it's a civil case because they said it's that there civil. was like a hundred eighty million dollar judgment that was <laughs> not twenty five hundred. Yeah. Not twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a large sum of money. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it appears that uh, the plaintiff um, Jacques <laughs> uh, is an entrepreneur and uh, you know had a company. Uh, that was supposed to be creating goods for her, uh, like some sort of warehouse manufacturing mm -hmm. of clothing. Cinnamon Sparrow. So that is the name of her company. And I believe that she outsourced some sort of uh, clothing or whatever, some sort of manufacturing t-shirt printing type company to create a bunch of shirts for some sort of... Um, deal that she got with like mm -hmm. an influencer or something again i'm probably butchering the fa the facts about this case and the one of the workers at this company apparently shows up um inebriated yeah. uh on substance some substances of many kinds perhaps and um you know makes a huge scene at the factory and uh is responsible for some sort of manufacturing error mm -hmm. also involves him passing out in a pile of shirts and soiling himself and said shirts. And so in, he, in, in a variety of ways, potentially. in a variety of ways as well, yeah. <laughs> a variety of substances and a variety of soiling. Um, and so the case is that this, uh, this individual is responsible for the loss of income and uh, I guess, uh, health and well-being of the plaintiff that is claiming mm -hmm. that this has destroyed her life. Uh, this one error at the uh, at the manufacturing plant. That, I don't know. So this is this is my understanding of the case. You, am I missing anything that you caught, Rob? No, uh, okay. you, you you are not. Uh, I just do want to just like uh, you know I, I mentioned executive producers, but also uh, the show uh, is created by. Uh, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stipnitsky, uh, who have uh, their pedigree was in working on The Office. And so uh, that DNA is also very clearly here, which also makes a lot of sense. Like this, you know, 
uh, Ronald Gladden is our real life gym helper. You know what I mean? Like that's generally what they're going for with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and he's, he's and giving it actually, a lot in this TV Guide article that they talk about. Uh, the way that they pitched it was um, that what, what you know what if you were making the office and Jim was a real person and didn't know that Dwight was an actor, right? Which I think is very a very interesting concept. So um, I love that this has has come into existence, and it does make a lot of sense with the connection to the office. Because like even just the way the confessionals are filmed, when you get the ones with like a multiple multiple people in one um, one confessional, I feel like it's very office esque. So um, yeah, I, and I like I like it more because it's there's someone that's not in on it. Like that's, that makes it funnier to me than the office. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, the case is, uh, you know, they're looking for people to be on the jury and, you know, uh, I thought it was very funny how they really set things up on the first day where the judge is just like letting people off, like (laughs) very like easygoing, Um, the old woman that's like, it's not really my thing. He's like, Oh, okay. You're good. And everybody's feeling like, all right, we're getting out of here. Uh, and then uh, the, the judge's car got broken into, and it seems like that, that really just uh, put him in a bad mood from that point on. Yeah. At first, he was very excited. This case was uh, was going to be his swan song, as he said. So, um, But that same pressure gets applied in that he he does not want this, this case to go poorly. So, yeah, he went from letting people go simply by saying it wasn't their thing to, uh, you know, seemingly just as valid, if not more valid criteria to get out of uh, being on the jury. It's just like, no. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, everyone starts uh, getting shot down by the judge here. So I loved one of the early interactions between Ronald and James Marsden about like what has James Marsden been in? Yes. Um, and when Ronald tells him about how you know, oh yeah, I heard uh, Sonic wasn't good. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it's really. It was just like blunt. He was like, oh, I heard that was a shitty movie. Made him <laughs> very, like made him very him. sad. But I think that Ronald went, had like a very natural like reaction, like went home, like seemingly like Googled everything about James Marsden, watched Sonic the Hedgehog and came in and was like full James Marsden stand mode uh, from that point on. But the hilarious thing about that to me was that then he, he, uh, you know, apologizes to James about like, you know, I was so wrong. Like, I watched Sonic last night. Like, you know, it was a banger. He, and, but then he goes on to like not say anything about his involvement in it. Like, who did he say vo- voice Sonic? Yeah. He's like, you didn't tell me Ben Schwartz. What, what, he voiced Sonic. He's so funny in that. Like, he doesn't say anything about like the job that James Marsden did. So I love that, like, you know, James Marsden's role in yeah. this whole thing in is fairness, that like he's like, really pushing. Yeah, James Marsden is like really like the straight man. Like uh, he's not like getting like all of the, the the big like comic moments with Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, but he's just like this is the movie he goes and watches, and then like he's immediately like, yeah, this other person was great, in mm-hmm. it. and it's like feeding into this the like what is James's shtick through this whole thing is that like, he's really trying to like sell that he's like a real celebrity and no one cares. So it's like, 
I loved that someone that isn't even in on the bit is like contributing to that storyline without even realizing it and how he was like, yeah, no, I watched it. And Ben Schwartz was great. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Um, so uh, everybody's trying to get out of the uh, being on the, the jury duty. Uh, one of the the really hilarious moments I thought was uh, when and I want to make sure I'm getting uh, my uh, people right. Is it is it Todd who then uh, after he gets told that he's on the jury that tells the judge that he's racist? No, this is Noah. Noah. This is Noah, Noah with the girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he yeah. tried the trip, the trip angle that was not working. And in his last ditch effort. Yeah, he says, I'm actually uh, I am a racist. And because earlier Ronald had mentioned to him about a family guy episode where Peter Griffin got out of jury duty by saying that he was racist. And then um, that there was just like uh, this very funny moment. And then the judge is like, 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 um, you know, what, what? like what? And he's like, oh, yeah, somebody told me to say that. And he's like, who? Who told you to say that? I really thought he was going to like Pans uh, to Ronald's face. Yeah, panic, point out tripping. Ronald. Um, He's and like, then, you know what? Never mind. Never, never mind. mind. Yeah, he he says it. And then uh, there's just like a really funny moment later on where he's like uh, one of the black women who's on the jury is like, uh, yeah, you know, just like yeah. you should don't do that. Don't say that. Anyway. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's just trying to say to get out of jury. She's like, yeah, you really I would I would lose that. Like, do not. Yeah, you next time, maybe don't even don't. Even even try go, that don't one. even try. Or didn't even mention it. Um, which that is so fascinating to me because again, this is like, you know, this is something that something Ronald said caused like something right. to happen in the scripted world of this. It's like, so I'm trying to like imagine, okay, so after you know they have this conversation, it's like it, like is Todd having or sorry, yeah. is Noah having a conversation with producers being like this is a great idea. Like, how does that yeah, get? I would, I would have to think that, you know, and I don't know if like they're watching the dailies back and like a producer flags <laughs> that dailies. or if somebody not the digital dailies, uh, <laughs> but is somebody like wearing an earpiece? It's like, okay, because the judge knows when, when Noah says that Noah's going to say that. And the judge who wasn't there for that conversation is going knows to knows to, to ask, yeah. Who told you to say that? Because yeah, then they're going to shake him. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, there's, you know, these, these are like a, a, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, real like veterans that know what they're doing, who are doing. But it's just like uh, really fun when those types of organic moments happen in the show. All right. So, so it has to be the product, like the producer, because from what I've understood about what I've read about, like the actors in it is like none of them are like famous people like they're like up and coming Mm -hmm. like improv scene actors because you can't have a bunch of recognizable figures there so you have to imagine like the you know the more seasoned people in production are like watching everything and like pulling Noah aside and being like okay now now you actually have to you're the one that's going to say that you're racist uh that was like the fact that they're grabbing stuff that's happening as it goes is just like fascinating to me like very very entertaining yeah so ultimately like the inciting incident that happens is that you know even even though James Marsden says, hey, you know, I'm going to be a distraction. I'm famous. And the judge like, ah, I don't know who you are. I don't know who, I don't you, know, are. I don't know who you are. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a thing uh, that meanwhile, the entire like deliberation is interrupted as like paparazzi comes through, uh, which I like I, I don't understand why 
paparazzi would randomly like be like <laughs> being like piranhas with James Marsden sitting in jury duty. It seems or like, like the most boring case. I mean, I guess they don't realize it at this yeah. point because they're still being selected. I, but like, like <laughs> it, it's not like James Marsden is on trial. Like, I don't understand. Like if Kim Kardashian was at jury duty, I don't know if this would have this scene would have unfolded. Uh, but like the paparazzi are going and the, the judge like, that's it. You know, sequester the jury. Yes. So, so James, uh, you know, calls in the paparazzi. He makes a phone call to to get the the paparazzi to show up to get him off of the jury, and uh, it backfires. Yeah. We're sequestering. He's like, I can't have my last trial end up in a mistrial. We're sequestering you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And James, James Marsden has uh, this. Uh, you know, it's funny that. Uh, he's like, has like a meeting with a director and James Marsden says like, Oh, it's a, you know, he's got like a me too situation. And the guy just like comes out and says like, uh, like, Oh, is it Quentin Tarantino? Tarantino. (laughs) He's like, I can't say I've said too much. (laughs) Yeah. Like the interactions between, um, Ronald and James are so fun, especially in those early episodes. Um, Oh, just so good. So Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, do you think, this must be like um, a weird situation where the the actor is like, "Hey, I'm friends with James Marsden," and then like, and James Marsden has to like pretend to be his friend. But do you think that after the show, like James Marsden is like picking up Ronald's calls? <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, this had to have been a bonding experience because they had to. It's like a Donnie Brasco situation. Yeah. Like they had to fully, fully on. Well, I guess like James Marsden doesn't end up staying at the hotel. So perhaps he didn't get as much, uh, you know, bonding time with with the rest of the jury. But like in a way, it's like these are people that he spent a lot of time with, um, whether they realized like the reason for it or not. I have to think that. How could you not build an affection for Ronald through this process if you're James Marsden? Mm-hmm. I think he's picking up Ronald's calls. Yeah. Now is Ronald even calling? Because I don't, is he mad I don't at know. James Marsden. If I'm Ronald, I don't think I'm going through this and being like, James Marsden's a great guy. I want to be friends with him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm maybe not calling He's probably going to feel very burned about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're going to go and get sequestered. And now everybody's going to go on and uh, live together. And uh, this is going to really set into motion everything else that's going to happen from here and we're really going to you know get to know well our other like 11 characters from the jury yes yeah so and we get uh you know james apologizes for the sequestrian thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i loved the whole series of people like not knowing what sequester meant (laughs) yeah ronald like i google it last night it means like isolated Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i guess yeah none of these people are sequester fans yeah um (laughs) so jenny why don't we talk through like some of the storylines that are going on uh with the other jurors and uh, um, my personal favorite i I think might be Noah who now as he is sequestered his girlfriend is going on the trip uh with some other friends, friends. without him mm-hmm. yeah so yeah this is this poor you know uh Noah is thinking he's still optimistic at this point where he's like, I'm, you know, they've been sequestered at this point. They're getting to the hotel. He's like, I'm hoping I can get out by Friday. I might still be able to make the trip. Um, Clearly that does not happen. They get their phones taken away. Like 
he he simply has no idea what the impacts of this because he's like, well, my girlfriend and I FaceTime every night and bailiff Nikki is who is also fantastic is like, you're not you're not getting you're not getting your phones like you're going to have to figure it out. Um, and the the side storyline of um, of Jeannie kind of like preying on Noah um, because she we get this like confessional from her early on where she, like she, he's so innocent and she wants to corrupt him. So we have Noah going through the like you know, the terrible situation of he is can't even be in contact with his girlfriend. She's gone on this trip to Cancun, mm-hmm. with a couple of people, and we don't know who Cody is. Cody is one of the three friends. And then Jeannie just stirring this pot constantly because she's trying to to get at Noah. Like the amount of detail in the story in this fake storyline is just incredible. Um, and I love watching it play out. So and everybody is working to like uh, help Noah get more information. But things like yeah. uh, get um, we could go through the whole the, the whole storyline because things get really uh, out of control by yes. the fourth episode where we have the debate <laughs> over is Cody a man or a woman. And so we really start to enlist like a whole team of people to be working on the outside and then going on Instagram to find out what's going on with Cody. Yeah. Jeannie becomes friends with one of the security guards, um, which I fully believe Jeannie, Jeannie's got uh, the Riz. So um, she is using the security guards phone to go on Instagram. They, they look up, uh, you know, I think Heidi is the name of the girlfriend. If she follows anyone named Cody, they have to put in a friend request. We get a printed piece of paper of an Instagram post yeah. brought to them. I don't of, think I've ever seen uh, that before. A printout of an Instagram post. In black and white too. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have an access yes. to the color printer. <laughs> yes. And, and allegedly this photo from Instagram, uh, again, I don't know, like for Ronald, I don't know what, what point like it's like all right hold on this can't be real this can't be is this real life uh as somebody uh you know david once said after the uh, what is going on joe schmo famously said um (laughs) we get this photo of cody on the beach with with noah's girlfriend and cody is visibly aroused in the instagram post there, there is a lot happening in the shorts um, and they don't even need to be rolled up. Uh, you know, it's fully there mm-hmm. <laughs> to see for everyone. Um, and there was discussion of, is yeah. this, uh, it, this went through the penis app. Someone said, oh no, this is, <laughs> this is Photoshop. This went through the yes, penis app. Yes. Um, a certain the part wide of, angle yeah. lens. <laughs> a certain part of Cody's anatomy has Taking the stand, if you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yes, all rise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's having his own trial mm-hmm. <laughs> in Cancun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, no, um, and no, then there's it, a caption that s- suggests, you know, the, the, like aside from the fact that like Cody is visibly aroused on the beach yeah. with uh, with Noah's girlfriend. 
um, there's a caption that's like in heaven with a real life angel. So like we're we're just giving mm-hmm. it to Noah here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, much like Cody will uh, soon be with uh, <laughs> Noah's girlfriend. Um, yes, and I love like people comforting him, being like, you know what? It's can I think James was like, it's Cancun. Like you know, like she's gonna get reamed a few times, and she's gonna come. Her heart will lead back to you. It's like this is the comfort. It's like don't worry. Like she's definitely hooking up in Cancun with this guy Cody with the massive boner mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be okay she's going to come back to you mm-hmm. like oh thanks James Marsden yeah um, so that's that's very funny uh, as uh, that's going on um, there's also uh, the we touched on the, the various uh, inventions uh, that uh, Todd is going to be working on. You mentioned what well, what was it the uh, the chance pants? They're chair pants. Mm-hmm. They look like um like almost like crutches yeah. attached. I feel like they're more like, like- butches than chance. But <laughs> yeah, you think that that was the, the missed opportunity is to brand it as butches. Um, do you think that maybe because people would think that that says butches and so like they would they would butcher the name? I don't and know. So chance I, well, I feel like, like the chance. I feel like I, I wouldn't ever spell chance. Uh, I, I guess. Know. Yeah, I, I think more Here's like. The thing. Todd has a lot of great ideas. I think maybe he just needs like a branding person. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that might be where he needs, he needs the help. But yeah, he has some sort of contraption that is like almost like a saddle uh, thing that attaches over the top of his pants, but also partially inside of his pants, as we learn, uh, that has these like metal legs that he can just sit. Uh, he can turn anything into a sitting spot because he's got his own chair contraption attached to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get this very hilarious scene of him trying to get into the van on the way to court where he, the the one challenge of the chance is they don't work well with real chairs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You try to sit in a real chair with a chance. You're going to have a bad time. Jenny, I, I really like Barbara who is having oh. a hard time uh, staying awake during the trial. Barbara is is an absolute gift. Barbara gives us quite a few fun little one-liners. Um, at one point, uh, she was talking about her, her golden years and she says, not much really changes. And she says... I know I still like a good lay and we get like Ronald being like, well, there you go. Like Ronald is a big, there you go guy. Like he loves just being like, yeah, well, well, there you go. Like Mm -hmm. this is his response to the wild things that people say. But yeah. So, um, I mean, we're jumping around a little bit here, but essentially, uh, Ronald becomes the four person of the, of the jury. And so he's, he's seated next to Barbara and is responsible for trying to keep this woman awake. Who's constantly drifting off during this case. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually has to take matters into her own hands. Is that a real thing that hands. happens? Is the four person of the jury responsible for keeping people awake during the I don't, jury? I don't know what, the, I didn't even know there was like real tasks for the the four person um besides just like standing up at certain points i don't know uh mm. so um but i guess that's 
maybe part of it, or this could be another fictionalized uh, piece of this role here. But, uh, you know, he's get Ronald's getting in trouble for not keeping on top of Barbara, because obviously if she's falling a, like asleep for significant pieces of testimony, like that could re- result in a mistrial. Like we can't have someone on the jury missing important pieces of the trial mm-hmm. um so so that is incredible she's like no i'm just looking at my blouse she's like so disinterested in this case yeah um so that the solution that ultimately they come up with uh or that she takes an edible <laughs> so she has a cookie she says so she as they they have a little recess and the judge suggests to Barbara, like, let's take a break for coffee. And ma'am, I suggest you have two cups. Yeah. And she said, screw the coffee, because I believe she got the recommendation from Todd, who said things that help you stay awake are like coffee, uh, methamphetamine, cocaine. These yeah. are the three things that she lists top, the top as three. helpful. Yeah. Top three answers on the board. And so um Barbara has access to some sort of cookie that has sativa and dexedrine. It is LA. Now, so I didn't know that you could get uh, like edibles that also had um, like uppers in them, like stimulants, because like, like dexedrine is like a legitimate uh, stimulant medication. So I don't know these. I don't think these cookies are legal. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't think that they're you're you're going to the cannabis store and they are selling cookies that have sativa and dexedrine in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this uh, this might be a black market uh, cookie. <laughs> it sounds uh, like a, a real vibe. Yeah. Well. So. And and again, I'm very ignorant about the weeds. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't sure if what, what do you need to know, Jenny. <laughs> well, because I know that they say that like indica is the one that makes you sleepier. Um, uh, that's because it's, it's, it's in the couch. Yeah, that's, that's what right. they say. Indica, right. in the couch. And then sativa, I guess, is sativa one that will keep you more awake? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would say like uh, more awake. It's supposed to be uh, from what I hear. It's supposed to be more of like uh, like more entertaining a head, uh, more of a head trip than a body yeah. trip. So then combine that with the dexedrine, which literally is a stimulant. Um, maybe that is the magic combination. I wouldn't have thought of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, listen, Barbara seemed to figure it out because she was paying attention and taking notes for the alert. rest of the she day. Um, I, yeah. I li- so in the, the next episode, they end up going to Margaritaville uh, <laughs> and uh, she's very much like looking to uh, get her drank on at the yeah. uh, at Margaritaville and she's ordering double margaritas. Yeah. Apparently. And uh, <laughs> this is just having no effect on her. Yeah, she doesn't understand. She's like complaining the entire time being like. What? I'm I'm as sober as our judge. She's like pissed. She's like, what is going on with these uh, with these margaritas? Um, They they are basically virgin. And uh, we come to find out she's just been drinking the wrong ones. The, The margaritas got mixed up with Noah's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Noah does has been getting a heavy dose of the margaritas and he ends up doing something that he regrets. Yeah, I guess he goes into the kitchen. There was a phone there. He calls Heidi, his girlfriend. He's hit. The tie is off at this point. He looks sweaty. 
Um, and I think he just completely reams her out on the phone and breaks up with her oh, potentially. Yeah. Oh so well, you and do he get comes reamed back in uh, Cancun from what I hear. She got reamed. <laughs> She's getting reamed again. Dude. Um, yeah. different way. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I feel for, for Barbara, there's nothing worse than, you know, ordering drinks and thinking that you're, you know, you're getting the full experience yeah. and you're not. Yes. Would you be able to tell, Jenny, if uh, you were being served uh, virgin margaritas? With margaritas, yes, because I feel like I very much know the taste of tequila. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like a vodka drink, I could maybe um, miss it because I think that, you know, especially if it's like the kind of drink you order. Like some, there's so many things in it that it's like it masks mm-hmm. the taste of alcohol all the time. But like a margarita, you're supposed to taste the tequila. Like that's part of it. And I think I would very much notice if it just tasted like juice, mm-hmm. like a slushy, which is, that sounds terrible. Like why, why I wouldn't be wanting to drink this much like syrup <laughs> if I was also getting tequila with it. Like that actually would be so upsetting to me. Right. <laughs> what right. was the point of this all? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Jenny, who are some other uh, players in this uh, puzzle that we end up meeting over the course of jury duty? So my one of my personal favorites is is Lonnie, who uh, is initially one of the alternates. Um, yeah. And we've missed the, the storyline of Tim, who uh, who ends up injuring himself and uh, no longer being part of the jury. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. they have like this weird thing where everyone's telling stories about Tim. Uh, I thought that was like a hilarious <laughs> part where everyone's yes. like, yeah, and he like went to Nepal and he was like, you know, he was getting bikes for like underprivileged <laughs> Yes. And, and the like, only interaction so that Ronald had with him, uh, correct, <laughs> was that he he said to Ronald that he was going to, quote, go to the bathroom to go rub one out. Yeah. And <laughs> Ronald says, yeah, might as well. While well, you have time. Like, that is the best part about Ronald is he's always just giving these like affirmative <laughs> responses being like, yeah, man, like, oh, like he's such a great person to have. Like, he's literally the perfect I, I can't even say casting because apparently he's a real person. I, I'm going to believe that he's not mm-hmm. uh, actually cast to fool us as a. Uh, we got pumped. Um, yeah, you never know. But um, so, yeah, Tim, that was the only interaction that uh, Ronald has with Tim. And then he sits and everyone's telling these stories and like he's made these paper cranes for them all and like ron's like yeah i can't uh no i only had a little interaction with him you know like hey how's it going like definitely not going to tell that the one thing tim said to him is that he was going to go to the bathroom to rub one out Mm -hmm. um so anyway tim he he uh gets injured and leaves and so one of the two alternates in uh lonnie and james marsden get put onto the real jury and of course it's not james marston he's still the the marginalized um mm-hmm. as he said uh person on the alternate bench so um so lonnie i think is just hilarious i don't know why i love lonnie and ronald together yeah. like Lo- lonnie and ronnie like I, I don't know i just think he's so funny and the, just the way that he talks about things like he's very realistic to me. And I think that's why I like him so much. Cause yeah. like, I'm like, I would love this guy if he were a real person. So that 
that moment between that you mentioned uh, between uh, where James Marsden and Lonnie, where James Marsden in confessional is talking about how like he feels marginalized as a celebrity uh, that he's not being used and, and is asking Lonnie, who is a, a black man. Have you ever been marginalized? Like, uh, like this is, can you relate to anything like that? Uh, and Lonnie says, that is he this has, the first time you've yeah, been marginalized? Yeah. Uh, and, and he and he says, no, but to me, nope. I just feel like that I was so, just sort of like taken out of that moment because like had it been like a conversation that was said in front of Ronald, who right. is like, oh, my God, I can't believe uh, that he is saying that uh, in in that in that he is being so tone deaf, James Marsden. But for me, the viewer who knows James Marsden is They're acting, Lonnie is yeah. acting. This is not yeah. awkward. It's it, it's scripted. In a world where, like, uh, like and in a scripted show, you are sort of, like, suspending your disbelief of, like, okay, I'm in the world of Parks and Rec, okay? So, like, where, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm in this world where, you know, um, uh, we're, I'm trying to remember all the Parks and Rec uh, characters, uh, where... Ron Swanson is like a real person, but I'm very much conscious in this world that James Marsden is not actually who he says he is. And Lonnie is an actor. Right. And so I just feel like that it was like a, such a disconnect for me to like these like comedic moments that are happening in like these written lines in private when I'm so conscious of, okay, this is a person pretending to be this character to dupe Ronald. And that's the thing where I'm and I, I completely understand and agree with, like because so much of this stuff is funny because you're seeing it through the eyes of Ronald, who is like not supposed to understand what's going on and is like, what? I can't believe mm -hmm. these are real things that people are saying. Um, but because and, and this is something I've thought about a lot watching the show where it's like, are they on 24 hours a day? Because mm -hmm. like they have to be acting like this in front of Ronald all the time, no matter whether he's in the room or not. So like, they're obviously like having these like method acting kind of like conversations yeah. uh, as their two characters. So it's like what things are scripted, what things are improvised. And it's like, you know, was, was this something that was written and they're like, Oh, this is really funny. And like, this is the kind of thing that would be like included in like a parks and rec or, or the office type show. And so it's like, let's include it, even though it has no bearing on like yeah. Ronald. And again, this is very well, like might be a me thing because they're like in a movie like Borat, you know, Borat is like, we know watching Borat that Borat is like not a real person. It's Sasha Baron Cohen, but right. Borat is doing things like and saying things like as the character of Borat that are, you know, uh, like, like we're not seeing like Sasha Baron Cohen as Sasha Baron Cohen talking about yeah. like what he's going to do. He's acting as Borat, even when no one else is around. And, you know, uh, that that's not, that's, you know, not a problem. So I, I don't know. Um, but for yeah, whatever no, reason, yeah. it was hard for me to like switch gears between like, um, you know, wait, but that, that like, why are you trying to trick? Why are you fooling me? 
Right. <laughs> but I guess like that's the thing is like they can't in order to keep the integrity of of what they're doing there, like they have to be, you know, doing this at all all times. So they're obviously you're going to have these characters interacting. And I think if you're like an improv person and you like this is like your bread and butter and this is the stuff you mm-hmm. love doing, they love interacting as their character with the other characters so they're like that's part of the fun for them is like they're they're getting to do you know have these interactions that have nothing to do with ronald he might not even be in the room and they get to like act as these people um so i don't know i think that it might also have been confusing if we're getting like pieces and we're like okay is this is this genie the character or is this the actress playing genie like having you know uh, fourth wall dropping kind of conversation. Like, I do think it could get really convoluted if we are getting yeah. that. But like, it's funny because even later in the um, in the episodes, we get like James acting as a character. He's reading a mm-hmm. script for named Caleb, and then we're getting him switching back and forth, being like, "No, this is James right now. This is not Caleb." <laughs> so it's like yeah. we could literally be having this with the actors, well, the other actors on this. I, I did think that that was a funny uh, storyline of so James is trying to uh, be in this movie. What what is it called? Lone Pine. Lone I think. Pine. Yeah, uh, okay. and so and he is uh, a method actor, of course, uh, and so he is very much throwing himself into the role. Uh, and every man, Caleb. Every, yeah, every man. I liked when they went. He was like they went to on the field trip to go to the factory, and he was like riding around on the forklift. Which, this would <laughs> never happen. Like this. How? Like how are you? Ronald and then you're like yeah everyone let's get on the bus with the defendant with the like the the plaintiff and their counsel are there the defendant and their counsel are there like the judge is there with his little fedora and they're like in the factory like there's no way this happens in real trials right like, I do think that it, they can like I don't think that this is like a made up thing I think that uh, really the, yeah I do this think is that a the thing I think so I feel like that's got to be something that would really mess up. Like, I think that wouldn't you be given like, you know, footage or like piece, like, I don't know, pictures of the, of the, um, warehouse that I just like the idea that they went on a, a school bus to the factory and then they were just left to roam around this place. Like I, that to me, I was like, this is the point where if I'm Ronald, I'm like, this can't be normal. Like we're not, I'm not just hanging out in the warehouse with the defendant. Um, and they're like legal counsel talking about the way everything was set up in the warehouse and the machinery. Like I, I just, uh, Googled, uh, you know, um, in a criminal trial, both the defense and the prosecution can request that juries view a crime scene, and it's generally up to the judge to decide whether or not to approve it. Wow. So, That's wild to me. I don't know. It's I mean, rare, but okay, it does yeah, happen. It's really necessary for this uh for for this um particular case. But this is this is one of the the points that I really loved, like the inner interaction between Ronald and Lonnie, where like they are like you know, Ronald's getting really into the case and he's like seeing like things on the floor being like, they've, they've moved things here, man. And like, these two are like sharing like information about the case where they're like, no, I really think like he definitely did something. And then they like go upstairs. Um, like they're just left to roam in this warehouse. They go upstairs and there's like a ton of mannequins. There's boxes and boxes and boxes of soiled or uh, misprinted t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like, just the, I don't know. I just find Lonnie to be like, just hilarious as a real person. Like, I truly just love believing that he's a real person because his, his, he's just kind of like a straight man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just, he's kind of just there. And occasionally it's just like, what's going on? I loved when he was talking about the case and he was like, He's like, I wasn't really into this at first, but like now, you know, we've got like, there's, there's a lady named Jaquees and there's like, uh, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Like, that's what I was like. I need Lonnie to be the person that explains this case to me because I want to see it through yeah. his eyes. Um, that um, would, that would be great to know more about the case. Uh, Jane, what's yeah. wrong with the, with the shirts? Uh, okay. so the shirts say oh Jorf, which I'm not sure if that's, a re- if that's a real word or not. Uh, I have been, I've not Googled Jorf yet. Uh, um, apparently it is a word that is, uh, popular among white supremacists. Is that now, is that a fictional thing or is this I, a real that's thing? What I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I would guess because they can't fictional. have Ronald. He, Ronald can't fact check this anyway, because they don't have phones, but mm-hmm. every yeah. like, so the urban dictionary says Jorf is a secret code for white supremacists to, to identify each other, but this is dated April 15th, 2023. Exactly. So, so this, I, I don't think this, this is, is a real thing. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think Jorf is a real term that white supremacists use to secretly uh, yes, signal to Yes, I think that, that, that it, it might be part of- after this. Um, oh, but- great. <laughs> great. Good job, jury duty. You created Jorf. You're helping the white supremacists. Maybe, Thanks a maybe, lot. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> this um, is on you, Freebie. Yes. <laughs> but how did the Jorf shirts come to be? So I, I don't know. I guess was this because because they're like what they said that they got rid of the misprinted shirts and then there's boxes and boxes of these mm-hmm. Jorf shirts that the boxes are literally um you know have misprint we need to li- ask sarah and mari if the uh true crime <laughs> in this show yeah. tracks yeah <laughs> yeah we need to know how much of this actually is is consistent um but so so the other hilarious thing that happens with the Jorf shirts is that while Lonnie and Ronald are up there. They they startle Todd, who was also up there uh, investigating the mannequins, which, okay, we yeah. have a bunch of mannequins up there. Um, they startle Todd. He falls and I think spills Gatorade all over his shirt. And he is having a little bit of a meltdown. He says, I can't handle having goo on me. So he's like, I need to get rid of my shirt. Yeah, I was a little lost as to what had happened there and why he no, I, had I think goo he had a bottle him. of I think he had a bottle of Gatorade. Um yeah. which is Gatorade gooey? No, I, would say I don't think so. I, I, I think it's like, really sticky like, when yeah. it dries. I was but, like, is this a, uh, I don't know, is something else going on here with the room with the <laughs> well, naked mannequins? Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. He's like, why is he up there with the mannequins? Um, but he did say he was, he couldn't handle having goo on him. So he needs to get rid of his shirt. And so I think Lonnie's like, just wear one of these. And this is where Ronald's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this is a great idea. And so uh, Todd puts on one of these Jorf shirts that he proceeds to wear for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And somehow I don't think any of the legal uh, representation seemed to notice this because I think he put his like backpack on the front of him. So it was like shielding the Jorf of it all. Um, But uh, it it ends up being a thing later at Margaritaville. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gets spotted. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a table of, uh, 
patriotic uh, men and women. And this is the table that uh, they're waiting to have cleared so that they can have their, they've been so excited for Margaritaville. This is the first time they're getting a night out. Both have you ever been to groups. Margaritaville? I've never been to Margaritaville. Yeah. I don't even know if they really, do we have them in Canada? Yeah, I think we might have one, maybe in <laughs> Niagara Falls or something. Yeah. Let's see. Um, It's, I mean, it sounds like an okay time. I don't know. Mm -hmm, for all the parents out there. What, what, what kind of food is it? I mean, it's just like uh, any generic, like touristy, hard rock It's just rock like a cafe. themed Applebee's kind yeah, of It's like a Jimmy situation. Buffett. Um, it's literally Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, right? There, there like, is, yeah. Niagara Falls. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. We'll have to go. We're going to go on a field trip, Phil, if you're listening. We're going to Margaritaville. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that there aren't any of the white I think supremacists there. Were, there. Look, I think I went to one in Jamaica like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. So they're like everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. The tourist I mean, trap. Yeah, sure. Syracuse. I'm sure it's very There's overpriced. Syracuse. Okay. That's well, not too far. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is like the big trip and like the, the whole, like the day that they go on the field trip to the Cinnamon and Sparrow warehouse Um like everyone's stressed because they want to make sure that they're back in time for the reserva reservation at Margaritaville. Um, and so there's this table of people, they're waiting for the table to clear so that they can sit. And uh, Ronald ends up having to talk to these people be like, Hey, like they won't let us order food until we can sit there and they're not having it with him. But then they spot the Jorf shirt. Yeah. And they said, Hey, that's our guy. See with you. Uh, <laughs> so then they give up, they give up the, uh, the table because of Mr. Jorf and they, they finally get seated. And then a waitress comes over and reveals to them that, uh, he's wearing a shirt that says a, a terrible thing and that customers are complaining. Mm -hmm. And this is how it's revealed to the rest of the group that Jorf is a term to sit for white supremacists to signal to each other that they are of the same kind. And, uh, what a terrible like in casual conversation. Like, do you Jorf? I don't know if it's, do you, uh, I don't know. You have to drop the word Jorf. Jorf? Like, I, I don't know how this happens. I yeah. don't know. But I, there's nothing more blatant than wearing a plain white t-shirt with black letters that say Jorf on it. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, is this going to come up in the case? Jenny, hold on. Give me a second. I got to update my Twitter and put Jorf as a muted term. I don't want to see what any of the yeah. Jorf well, I thought you were going to say saying. you were going to tweet it. No. I was like, Rob, I, I suggest you don't do that. Yeah. So Amazon freebie, um, has, uh, come out and they tweeted excited to announce, uh, that, uh, that since, uh, Jorf is entirely made up. Uh, it now is an acronym that means a jury of Ronald's friends. Oh my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, way to, yes. Way to make something positive out of that. Okay. But, so Amazon oh freebie boy. is like, we're, we're cleaning up after this. We're, okay. So yeah, we're not, we, we're, we're not Jorfers. Okay. Oh no. All right. So <laughs> I was. I thought you were gonna say freebies coming out with the Jorf T-shirts. No, no, they're disavowing Jorf. <laughs> okay, Jorfers. Well, everywhere. I mean, now it means something else. So I don't know. The jury of Ronald's friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, any other characters you want to highlight? Um, 
There's like some other like kind of background oh, characters. You know, like the we have Inez, I love the judge. Who, I think the judge is the judge perfect. is incredible. Yeah. I loved his little fedora outfit uh, at the warehouse. I love seeing him out of his judge garb. Um, and then Nikki, the bailiff, is is incredible because um, she just like is not having it with any of these people. She hands them the fifteen hundred dollar um, Margaritaville tab and is yeah. like. I'm over here eating a crappy burger and what the hell are you guys doing? Which ultimately results in Ronald having to arm wrestle James Marsden as Caleb. Yeah. Um, so that James Marsden would pay the tab because he's the only one there that reasonably has the money. Yeah. Uh, to Could he use so. that dollar for buying Sonic the Hedgehog. I know. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. get it. Got it on Hulu. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, I think, Oh, there's like there's some people that I'm like, I'm waiting to learn more. Like they, they have like a very small quirk that like comes up. Like there's, I already forget his name. Um, uh, oh, it's Ross. I believe um, the one that's the teacher. And he was trying to say he had like 36 children. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, he keeps talking about his wife, Sonia. Um, like that is his thing. Yeah. It's like he has like a very she reminds like, him of uh, his wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the the um, the plaintiff reminds him not in a sexual attraction kind of way uh, as his wife, Sonia. But he mentions Sonia and like another mm-hmm. thing. So I'm like, I, I don't know if like he's like a slow burn character or if, like this is his only thing. And like, I'm just curious enough about like what's going on with Ross and his wife, Sonia. Yeah. Um, so I, the, there's like just so many little things like you can watch this a couple of times and like catch new little interactions between people um and the building of their character so i i i love it yeah we love it jenny this is awkward because usually this is the part of the podcast where i ask you jenny do you want to is it a hit or should we quit rob if we like it i'm so it's been a minute since we podcast about anything we like I know it is. I this it's like shades of claim to fame all over again where we were yeah. like we were, we were, I mean I think we weren't expecting to not like mm-hmm. this. like we, I don't think we were going into this thinking it was going to be bad but um if you told me right now sorry we can't podcast about this next week we're going to podcast about something else yeah. or if you suddenly decided I'm missing the farmers so much and I need to know uh who's left on the farm at this point and we got to go back to farmer wants a wife I would say whatever you want to do, Rob, but I'm still going to watch yeah. the rest of this. Well, I'm hooked. Here's the assignment for everybody else. So next week we'll come back and we'll finish all of Jury Duty and mm-hmm. uh, go through the final four episodes of Jury Duty. But what we need our listeners to do is get to work on figuring out what we are going to watch after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's the, you know, because we can't. It's going to be early May. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we got to figure out another another show to watch. I mean, I could take a take a look now, but it might be a little premature if I look at May reality TV premieres. And we don't necessarily want to lead the, uh, you know, lead the witness here. Well, we. I mean, (laughs) and we could also go back. And check out to see like what happened on Farmer Wants a Wife and see if we. Uh, I'm also not against that, like a like a quick, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, cause I occasionally see little spoilers because I, I like follow like the reality Fox yeah. club. Okay. Twitter let me account. just, uh, let me, uh, May 2nd on MTV, uh, couples retreat, six celebrity couples get active this season with themed events that illustrate how a bit of risk, sacrifice and compromise can yield great rewards in a committed relationship. Oh, okay. That sounds already more interesting to me than watching celebrities do special mm-hmm. ops boot camp stuff. So, yeah. um, I, I'm intrigued. I don't know what constitutes a celebrity couple mm-hmm. or these people. Really, yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's see what our listeners, uh, are thinking for us. They have their ear to the street yeah. and their eyes. Yeah. Whatever senses they need. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, of course, uh, we will work to uh, get uh, all of our facts together by the time we do our next episode of uh, Jury Duty. I just don't want to get spoiled. So I don't want to. That's the thing. Do- I didn't want to Google too much because I was really worried about getting spoiled. But what I have heard is that I think the final episode is not actual plot. It might be like almost kind of like a reunion or oh, behind the scenes okay, kind like of that. thing. So I think we're going to get some of what we've been asking for, which is um, the actors actually talking about the process, which would be very interesting. So I do hope that that is the case. Jenny, talk to me about your process of what else do you have coming up these days? My process is uh, just surviving (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. uh, a a busy time in my uh, other job and um, looking forward to may when you get to come to my neck of the woods mm-hmm. and i get to see so many great friends at the live shows in toronto yeah too bad we can't um, get down to margaritaville but uh we'll be in I toronto know. may 10th we'll and have 11th. to we'll have to figure we'll, we should have margaritas though at some point rob you and i okay we'll see if they're real or not i'll find out i'll be the <laughs> yeah, judge i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the one with the the, the with double the, yeah. right before you have to go on right, right before right before i have a cookie also <laughs> yeah. all right and, but other than that, yeah. it's just uh, looking forward to watching the the next four episodes of Jury Duty and coming back with you on this. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Keeping it simple. All right. And then check out everything else we have going on over on Rob is a podcast, including all of our survivor coverage, Big Brother Canada. Plus, I uh, got to talk about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the reunion yeah. on nothing but Netflix and had a very Love fun episode Rangers. of Renap where we helped some listeners punch up their hinge profiles on the latest Rob Kiva need a podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.